Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. I am glad that you are tuning in today. If you missed yesterday's program, please go to the website and click on the podcast tab and you can hear what I discussed. Now, for a quick summary I briefly talked about how you view yourselves when you were young, as well as as you continue to develop and mature. Also, I discussed how some of those conversations began to shape you and how it can either have a positive or a negative impact on you, depending on what things you choose to internalize. So today, I am going to share and hopefully give you a better understanding of why people need approval from others and how God should be the only one to fulfill your voids. And so for those of you who may be following along in the book, I am in the biblical approach section of chapter two. So let's go ahead and get more deeper into this. Let's start with a scripture. It says Proverbs 23 and 7, which is a scripture that I'm really wanting to have you think about. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It all starts with what a person thinks about himself. Now, as you formulate different thoughts about yourself, what immediately comes to your mind? What image do you actually have of yourself right now? Do you like what you actually see in the mirror? What words would you come up with to display your identity and your character? Now, let me also add this. Based on your answers to the questions that I just now asked you, do they actually match up with what God says about you? Now, if they do, I will just say congratulations for recognizing who you belong to and whose image that you were created in, which of course is God's image. Now, if not, I'm just going to ask you another question. Why is the image that is in your head different than who God says you are? Are you constantly replaying the negative images or events that have taken place in your life? Are you also constantly reciting all the negative words that have been maybe hurled at you by someone else? God wants you to connect with him so that you can rebuke the negative things that try to enter into your mind. These images that you create in your mind can guide you into a perception of yourself and how you may think or feel. Now, if you actually keep your mind focused on hearing God's voice, he's going to guide you into having a sense of peace. Now, Isaiah chapter 26, verse three says, 
You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If you trust in him, believe in his word and start memorizing and reciting his words, you can counter the negative images and thoughts that you have and start developing that peace that you desire. Now, however, if you actually do hold on to the negative image or even the negative words that the enemy would want you to, then you will start creating a path that causes you to spiral downward and that ultimately could lead you to a route of depression and despair. So let's make that decision today to stop the enemy in his tracks. So now we're going to actually look at an example in the Bible dealing with Abram and his household. And I'm going to actually start in Genesis chapter 12, and I'm going to read from verses 1 through 5 that says, Then the Lord told Abram, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and I will make you a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people who had joined his household at Haran, and finally arrived in Canaan. Now, as you can see from these scriptures, God had told a 75-year-old man that he was going to make him a father of a great nation. Imagine that, 75 years old. And that's when he was going to be the father of a great nation. Now, God said he would bless Abram and that Abram would be a blessing to others, including all of the families of the earth. Imagine that, all of the families of the earth was going to be blessed through him, not just his family. God even was going to deal with Abram's enemies by cursing those who cursed him. Now, Abram started out trusting God by taking his family out of Haring to begin a new journey. And then we're going to continue to see how this evolves. So what about you? Let me ask you, Has God spoken into you where he would do something monumental and maybe life-changing like he told Abram? It could be maybe starting a new career or maybe moving to a different place or maybe even just stepping out in faith to just trust him and to do his will. Now, whatever it is, the important question that you're going to have to ask yourself is, are you going to be obedient to what he's told you to do? God wants you to focus on him and trust and believe in him that he will meet all of your wants, desires, and needs. Philippians 4 and 19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I do understand that sometimes it may not be that easy to just drop everything and go on this journey with God. The unknown can scare us. And definitely the enemy will try to convince us that we need to stay content and don't venture out at all. 
However, we all have to get to a point that we trust God in everything. And that includes all of the decisions that we make. We can't allow fear to creep into our minds. It actually kind of reminds me of this uh, picture frame that I have in my house that says, worry ends when faith begins. I'm going to say that again. Worry ends when faith begins. So we've got to get to a point where we talk ourselves out of something. We can't get to a point, I should say, where we talk ourselves out of something that God wants us to do. So let's look at this in another way. We just saw in the scripture um, that I just started or just stated that Abram was 75 years old when God told him that he was going to make him a father of a great nation. Now, how long are you willing to wait on God to do what he said he was going to do? Can you wait on him until it comes to pass? Now, trust me, I know. I definitely get it. Because I don't know if y'all are like me, sometimes it seems like God just doesn't move as fast as I would like him to move. And I see myself sometimes feeling like, okay, Lord, I'm down here on earth. I'm getting old. (laughs) While God is just living through eternity and flowing freely from generation to generation to generation. And I'm down here saying, hello, are you here? Can you hear me? I'm getting old down here. (laughs) So if y'all are like me, I know sometimes the waiting process can be difficult. Growing up, I used to hear my parents and my grandparents say, now he may not come when you want him to, but he is always on time. Now that may sound good initially because you don't know God's time frame and you don't mind waiting a little bit. Now I did say just a little bit. Now, you let some years go by and then you start to think that maybe you have done something wrong in your past or that your sinful nature prevents you from being in God's favor altogether. Oh, and let's just not forget the enemy telling you that God has forgotten about you and that you don't deserve it. If you allow enough negative things to creep into your mind, you will eventually talk yourself out of the blessing that God has for you. Don't allow yourself to go down that road. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. This is actually a scripture that I recite quite a bit when negative things come my way. Or actually, if the enemy is just trying to make me feel bad or maybe even uncertain about a situation. And when I'm reciting it, I'm really just concentrating on the situation that God told me about with the words that he mentioned, which are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report. And not the negative things like the uncertainty or the fear or even the impatience that try to start to slip out in my mind. So it makes me try to hold on to what God is telling me instead of the things that the enemy keeps trying to tell me. Now, the more you start to recognize your worth and what God is going to do in your life, you will be able to turn off the negative voices that keep trying to tell you different than what God is telling you. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm sure many of you have heard that scripture, but I hope that you are embracing that. You have to believe God at his word 
at his voice and that he loves you unconditionally. He wants you to be confident of who you are in him and that he is guiding you along the way to do his will. Philippians 3.13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You have an assignment to do specifically for God. Believe that your life has meaning and purpose. And let me add, I do recognize that it is easier said than done. Depending on what type and how deep that hole is that you are trying to get out of can be very challenging. You may be consumed with an atmosphere of hard times and negativity, and some of it is no fault of your own. Maybe the environment that you live in is unfavorable and maybe difficult to be in. Maybe you don't have the basic means of food and shelter. Maybe you are the only person that is taking care of your family, so you can't begin to think of yourself right now. Maybe you are just alone and you don't have anyone to go to. I am not going to pretend that I know how hard your life is because I don't. However, what I can tell you is that you are not an accident or a mistake. You were created and designed by God. There is not another person out there with your DNA. So you are unique. You have purpose. You have value and worth. And the most important thing that you have to hold on to is that you are loved unconditionally by God. Do you really know what that means? Do you really know? That means that in spite of all of your problems, your attacks, your issues, your addictions, your hardships, your lack, the times you have failed, what people have said about you, and let's not forget what people are still saying about you today, God still loves you. And you have to hold on to that. And you got to believe that. And then just really embrace that. Now, tomorrow... I will share with you how the enemy tries to keep your thoughts on him to follow his path as he plants the next seed into you, which is the seed of disapproval. So please come back tomorrow as we see how things unfold and how God guides our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Thank you. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.